Hey y'all, this is Brian Cantero, reporting from somewhere deep in South Central. On tonight's episode of South Central State of Mind, we're going to be talking about the late, legendary Jenny Rivera. For those of you all who might not know who Jenny Rivera was, she was an emblematic symbol for many Mexican-American young people, a singer-songwriter from Long Beach, California, that flourished in the regional Mexican music scene. In tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking to my good homie Frank Rojas about what Jane Rivera means to him. So the topic of, of tonight's uh, talk is going to be uh, the one and only uh, Jane Rivera. Right? Um, and for those of you all who, who don't know, who might not know who Jane Rivera was, um, she was a very famous um, Mexican-American uh, singer uh, you know, from Long Beach who sang... Uh, regional Mexican music, right? Uh, where it was banda, norteño, mariachi, uh, any type of really of regional Mexican music, um, you name it, and she was able to do it um, at a level that a lot of artists uh, can't, right? And so today we're gonna talk a little bit um, about her influence on on young uh, gay Mexican-American uh, culture, right? And sort of um, what that has meant and looked like um, for for some of us, for some of us, um, you know, since since she's been here and since she's been, you know, gone. Uh, so I am today talking to to Frank Rojas, uh, who is um, he works at LA Times, uh, and I'll let y'all I'll let him introduce himself a little bit more. Thanks for the the name drop. <laughs> um, no, yeah. we, can, we can redo it. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. That's totally fine. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm Frank, um, product and graduate of Dominguez Hills. Um, that's where I met you, obviously. And um, congrats, by the way, on recent graduate. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I just thank you for like bringing me into this conversation. It's something that I'm very passionate about and I find myself returning to a lot. So can't wait yeah. to talk about it more yeah and, and i think um for a long time right um for those folks who don't know us right which is a lot of folks um frank and i uh, met right um through an organization called the male success alliance um and i think for a long time the sort of conversation around masculinity right has been one that, that we've been um you know, playing with for, for a long time and sort of um, learning and understanding how to, I think, uh, you know, showcase or, or perform our, our masculinity rather. Um, and so I think, um, you know, that's something that I would like to, to start and, and touch on, you know, first and foremost, right? I think that we've been having this conversation, right? So um, to you as, as a young Mexican-American uh, man, like what, what did Jenny's music and sort of her persona uh, mean to you and, and signify to you, right, um, while you were growing up or, or as you became aware of her music? Um, it's funny. Um, I honestly was not a big fan of her when I first started out uh, mm. listening to her. Um, wow. It was mostly my mom. It was my mom that got me into Jenny. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was a lot of the themes that Jenny would sing about. Um, my mom is a survivor of domestic abuse. Um, mm. So I think that was a big 
big influence for her and and perseverance um but I think what for me though um at the time I think I was always taught uh, in the spaces that I was in uh which were predominantly very white spaces um it was looked down upon to be very like prideful of your culture and so for me it's like Jenny when I was growing up it was kind of like this like ah nah like it's chunti or it's paisa you know and and I really wanted to separate myself from that Um, but obviously it wasn't until I came to college that I started to unpack, you know, well, why was I taught that? Why, why did I believe in those, um, systems of oppression, you know, even, you know, as a gay man as well, going into Catholic school for 13 years, you know, and that's when I started really to like, look at Jenny. Um, but it was my mom that introduced me to her. Um, and it was really through that, and and I think it was her. She had a real a reality show called "I Love Jenny," oh, and I have this like fond memory of just like being with my mom and watching that. And it was like for the first time, it was like I like I was doing some of the shit that they were doing, you know. And it was just it didn't feel performative at all. It was like mm. you know, it felt like real reality show. I feel like sometimes we go to those places like the Jersey Shores or or Kardashians I don't know I don't watch those but I feel like sometimes as audiences we go to those places to escape or we a heightened reality but through I Love Jenny I, I found similarities within you know my own family that she was going through um, mm. but really I think the first time that I feel like I really started to connect with Jenny I think was so I started listening to her through my mom, but I think when I was in college, it was at the same time I was unpacking my whole mm. I- identity um, and coming to terms with the fact that I am gay. And it was through Jenny, I think it was just this. See, what I appreciate about Jenny is this. Um, she was very blunt, you know, there's mm. no sugarcoating to her music and it's sometimes not that easy to digest it. Mm. Uh, I mean, the first song that she came out with was Las Malandrinas it's very you know she's she's really going against uh cultural norms you know where women are taught to to be feminine to you know the women are second to men but no she's really just like fuck that you know i'm gonna drink a beer i'm gonna you know be with my friends and just sing and i think that was that that was the first introduction of her so i think there's many layers of jenny so you have that but then you also have the the mariachi Jenny, the the very like La Gran Señora, right? So you have this like very timeless and very like classiness to her when she sings her her mariachi songs. Um, mm-hmm. One of them that I always appreciate of those songs is is um, Ya Lo Se, and I think that one I think maybe for a lot of gay gay people as well. I think when you first experience your first heartbreak, it's like shattering but once you make it out the other Mm. side you can you kind of just like you kind of accept that and it's a part of you and it doesn't define you and I think that song really at that time was just giving me all the feels um but that's one of those songs that I think just shows her elegance Mm -hmm. Uh and then going into like I mean banda I mean my favorite Jenny has always been the banda Jenny because that's that that was just her. I love all the other Jennies, but when it comes to Banda Jenny, you know, it's it's her element. It's her element, and it's just mm-hmm. where she thrives. And it's not. It's also just who she is, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, those songs, "Cuánto te debo," um, 
Mi Vida Loca. Um, and her performances, which is what I always appreciated. Um, mm. So I never really saw Jenny Rivera live in concert. Um, mm. I only saw her once. And I have this great memory that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life is I saw her maybe a year before she had passed away. Um, she brought like a, una lonchera, una, what's it? A, a taco truck. I guess mm-hmm. she was promoting something and she brought a taco truck uh, to Plaza Mexico in Linwood. Um, okay. And it was me. Shout out to Linwood. Yeah, shout out to Linwood. <laughs> um, it was me, my sister, and one of my tias. Um, and we were just like, well, let's just fuck it. Like, let's go. It's right here. So we ended up going. Mm-hmm. Corde La Flaca was there. Um, and she was giving out free stuff and like, you know, Mexican. So it's like, if it's free, you know, like they're going to bring we're out right. everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pulling up. Yeah. <laughs> so we were there and it was like on a, like a June day. It was freaking hot. You know, you're in the freaking parking lot, but she just shows yeah. up in this, in this taco truck in her overalls with a Long Beach hat and she's serving people tacos. Um, we never oh, made wow. it to that point. Cause I think they had run out, but it was just dope seeing her from afar, and she sang La Gran Señora. That was one song she sang. Um, so that's one memory I'll always take with me. But I guess going back to all these different Jennies, um, the banda, I think, is what I always appreciated. And also the fact that, like, she drank on stage with her fans, you know? It was just, like, right. and it was very unapologetic. It was a celebration. Um, I think oftentimes, uh, I, m- maybe as as gay as gay individuals and queer folks we we tend to go to like these pop acts right and don't get me wrong like i love me some lady gaga and rihanna um these larger than life you know music personas Mm -hmm. because if you think about it it they provide an escapism right and i think as as queer folks we have to endure a lot internally specifically Mm -hmm. and so i think we go to these specifically maybe pop women um, to liberate us, right, and, and to find peace within their music. Um, mm. But what I appreciate about Jenny is she carried her struggles with her, you know? It wasn't, right. she wasn't just like, oh, like, I'm going to sing, I'm going to wear a pretty dress and sing, like, this uh, this love song. It was like, no, I'm going to cry yeah. on stage. And, you know, I wrote this song for my mom, La Gran Señora, um, when my dad cheated on her or you know what um i'm gonna sing and drink with my fans and i'm gonna sing dama divina and i'm gonna be you know i'm not this skinny figure you know i think often also you know mexican women are very over sexualized um and i think she like she changed that power dynamic and i think she was sexy but it wasn't like like you're like I guess Gloria Trevi type of sexy or like very like in your right. face and sparkly it was no like I'm gonna wear my leather jacket um I'm gonna show my my curves and I'm gonna sing a song about you know embracing that so again I think it's about embracing all of your hardships yeah and I think one thing that you that you mentioned um that was really you know interesting to me was um this sort of you know, healing aspect, I think, to, to attending um, her, her, her shows, right? Um, I read an article um, that, that said that a lot of times women um, would go to her shows 
um, and, and it did offer that sort of healing space, right? And that um, place of unapologeticness, right? I don't even know if that's a word, right? But, but the sense of, of being able to to be you, to, to truly be yourself. Um, and, you know, so, in, so my next question would be then, um, you know, in this very um, woman-dominated spaces, right? Um, although she, she did mention, she does mention um, that there, she has a sort of, you know, really different appreciation for, for her, her gay audience. Um, for you, right, as a, as a gay Mexican-American uh, man, right, um, being in these very um, women, uh, you know, womanly spaces, um, how did you experience or how did you um, navigate your masculinity um, you know, while you were listening to her, right? While you were, you know, with your mom and your sister going to Linwood, right? So, like, what are the, what what did that look like for you? Um, whenever, you know, y'all would listen to her, or, or you would see, you know, a video of her on stage, or or listen to her even in your car. Like, how do you, how did you negotiate and navigate um, your masculinity um, in these very women-dominated spaces? Um, thanks for that question. I, I, I guess. Yeah. I never really thought of that. I think mostly because I, I was just, it was normal to me. I mean, okay. growing up my home life, um, luck, I've been so fortunate to been, had a family that's been so accepting. Um, mm. The really only thing that's ever like, kind of like conflicted with my coming out process is at the end of the day, I think, and I've, I've been thinking about it more as I'm in quarantine and I've been writing more and just, mm-hmm. You know, I've been joining these uh, weekly game uh, Latino men's groups, and we talk every every Tuesday on on the video on Zoom. Mm. And and mm. what I've come to notice, and I think it's it's just me at this point holding me back. And um, a lot of it, I think I referenced as well, was thirteen years of Catholic school. So I think it's unlearning a lot of these, um, decolonizing a lot of these things I was taught. Right. But also going back to your question. It was, it was just, I never really thought of it because it was just normal to me. Um, would, it, would it be maybe even, um, sorry to, yeah. to cut you off like that, but um, would you say that um, because you didn't really think of it, do you think maybe it was a form for you to heal, right? Like a space for you um, to truly be yourself without having to um, perform anything, right? Without having to say anything? Definitely. I mean, I was seeing old videos on New Year's Eve karaoke mm-hmm. with my sister, you know? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and definitely it's been such a healing. I think the fact that I haven't had to think of it or concept- conceptualize it in, in that framework, um, mm. her music has just been that. And I don't know, you just maybe kind of off topic, you kind of just brought to mind like, I guess another gay icon, which is Juan Gabriel. Um, mm. And I always just appreciate it. And I love the idea of just like, like, cause I have a lot of deals and, and just like seeing a lot of like, especially yeah. cuando ya andan tomados, like drunk men crying to Juan Gabriel is just like a, it's like a damn. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and I just find that so powerful. And it's just like mm-hmm. beyond labels, you know, whatever sad song Carl Gabriel was going through, whatever love song he was mm-hmm. going through, sad is sad and love is love, you know? And, and I think it transcended yeah. any sexual orientation, uh, which is what Jenny did for me. 
legacy is immeasurable we will never know just how much she impacted folks but what I'm sure of is that her legacy will live on through her fans through the carnesadas at our tias our tios house through the impromptu karaoke nights that we throw and through fans who will sing her songs for generations to come que en paz descanse <laughs> 